Over the past year and a half, we have talked about a lot of things. From arguments for God's existence to arguments against God's existence. From the evidence for Jesus' resurrection to the shortcomings of his followers today. We've interviewed pastors and priests. We've attended many different types of churches. We've talked about theology, philosophy, and politics. And today, our conversations on this podcast come to an end. Join us as we take a moment to look back on this journey, as well as to look forward to what's next. Welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. That's the last time that I will be saying that. God, it's ever. so weird. So it surreal. is weird. We've been doing the show since I think October of 2020. Uh, I think the first episode came out in November. So it's pretty surreal. It's kind of one of those things where it's like it's been so it doesn't feel like it's been a long time, but at the same time, it almost feels like it's been a really long time. Does that make sense? It's kind of yeah. in between. It's a weird it, point. It, it's like leaving high school going, God. Yeah. yeah. Was I here that long? <laughs> if yeah. Parts of it felt like forever, but parts of it feels like it just flew by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy. I think kind of just to start things off, um, I might want to go ahead and answer the question that might be on everyone's mind if we haven't already answered it enough. Uh, and that is why is the show ending? So there's a few different answers and takes on this. And and part of it is each episode we've covered a pretty big topic. And, uh, you know, in order to ensure quality over quantity, we've decided to quit while we're ahead. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, sort of kidding, but in all seriousness, the show was never really meant to go on forever. We feel it is best to end the show now that we've covered just about everything that we set out to cover in the first place. Uh, Also, my knowledge is quite limited, and we've just about hit the threshold of what I have to offer here. Um, So, yeah, that's... That's the main thing. Uh, There were also some canceled episodes, but the main reason we chose to cancel them was because we didn't feel like we had enough to talk about with regard to whatever that particular topic was. So, for example, I'm thinking of uh, the transcendent aspect of music was uh, an episode that got canceled. It sounds like a good title, but we just didn't really have enough to say on the topic to fill out an entire episode. And then other episodes were actually merged into one. So for example, um, nihilism, suicide, and the meaning of life were all originally separate episodes, but we kind of condensed them into one episode, but yeah, yeah, we go ahead. And then other episodes that we thought about doing we both felt like we didn't have enough to say just on that topic. And we've also, it's an overarching theme within subtopics that we've covered. Like with the music, we've covered 
part of that already. Right. And yeah. like we had one where we were going to look at poverty, which is a very <laughs> abstract, you know, thing, but that's yeah. encapsulated in our political series and even in parts of the religious series. Yeah. Yeah. So just in general, we kind of started the show uh, to kind of peel back the curtain here a little bit. Um, when we started this show, we kind of just started brainstorming topics for episodes and just, you know, word vomited them into a long list. And as time went on, as the the show concept became a little bit more concrete and we started kind of directing um, the order of each episode in the series and, and kind of organizing things a little bit better, some of these episodes... Um, began to sort themselves into particular series and themes, and that's why we've done um, the episodes in kind of like a group. Like, you know, we did the series of arguments for God's existence, for example, because there were episodes that neatly fit into that category. And there's a couple episodes that were one-offs that we did throughout the the series. But in general, um, we also wanted to keep in mind the overarching flow and narrative of the show so that we that each episode kind of segued and made sense in terms of the order that we recorded them in plus it was kind of intended for people to listen from the beginning actually initially i wanted it to be people listen to our first three episodes where we interviewed each other and they could jump into any episode and just kind of have that basic <laughs> basic knowledge and use that for any episode but really as things went on our conversations built on previous conversations and we would constantly reference older episodes and so i think now looking back it makes much more sense if you're going to listen to the show then just listen to it from the beginning and listen to all of them mm -hmm. and then uh comes like the visiting churches and interviewing pastors and stuff because it was like, oh, this would be a cool idea, but this kind of global situation happened. Don't know how that will complicate it. And thankfully, we were able to go and experience that. And then it's like, oh, politics. Yeah. Yeah, because when like I pitched that to you, it was more like, a, hey, this would be dope if we could do one. Yeah. And this fucker here pulls up <laughs> with a list. Like... <laughs> I've emailed all of these. Do you guys have any <laughs> ones that you guys would like to visit? Any certain? Yeah. And like, we threw them in there and some got back, some didn't. And yeah. really, I, I agree that at first we wanted to have like those base three episodes, but we've grown and progressed so much. Our whole situ, our whole lives are different now. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to just kind of skip around because you get to see both our personal growth and also the different way that we tackle these things now. Cause we yeah. first started, I would get off work. I'd come home, crack a beer, grab some pizza, smoke a joint and we're off the recording. <laughs> Whereas now it's a lot more plan. We set time aside out of our days. It's the spur of the moment and more of we've been thinking about this. Right. Yeah, and, and also, I just want to echo the same point I made earlier that, you know, the topics we cover are not small topics. And we did this, we released episodes 
generally speaking, on a weekly basis. And so one week we're talking about morality and the grounding of this, this really big philosophical topic. And another week we're talking <clears throat> about suicide, nihilism, and the meaning of life. And like these are big topics. Each episode is such a big topic. You're going to run out of those big topics eventually. And just to kind of... And we, we set out what we intended to do with the show when we started it. And we wanted to end it on a good note once we've covered pretty much everything that we wanted to cover. We've done over 60 episodes. I think this is going to be episode 63 when this goes out. Um, yeah, over we've covered a terabyte we, of raw files. Yeah, we've covered everything that we want to cover. And really, if we were to continue doing things... It wouldn't really fit with the flow of our conversations. There would be just kind of a bunch of random one-off things, and there might be some things that we may not have really fleshed out or thought out opinions on. And so really, we just decided, and just also like our personal lives, like it just makes more sense to end it at this point. So <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, kind of closing that chapter and moving yeah. forward because, I mean, we don't live in the same place anymore. We don't have the same jobs that we had. Well, except for right. David, but even he's looking forward to the future. And it's just getting harder to plan and put all this together, especially on your plate. I mean, you do the editing, you do all that. I'm just here with a fucking microphone and nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and like, I would do the uploading, but you have the editing skills to say all yeah. It's honestly not, it's just a preset, so it's not really all that special. But you make it doesn't the presets take long. and stuff. Yeah, it's more, code. yeah, it's more um, elbow grease to get it set up so that you could, you know, but like once I've got the initial stuff done, like all the audio presets that I slap on, uh, really, all I'm doing is at this point is syncing things and cutting things out, and it takes like no time at all. The more don't work is like, short, do it now. Don't don't sell yourself short. I mean, you kind of the well, brains of this whole operation here. I'm saying like the editing process is the easy part. The more time consuming process is making social media posts or actually planning the content of the episodes. That by far took the most time. In the research. And yeah, I dealt with yeah. more of the hardware stuff or like, oh, Reaper's being weird. Let me fix this. Yeah. So one other thing I wanted to add uh, just before we forget this. Um, this show definitely will continue to exist on the podcast platform providers that you're, you're listening to it on more than likely. You know, if you're on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or pandora or any of the other podcast platforms we are going to um keep this up on uh on you know we're going to continue to have this on those platforms however uh there may be a time in the future where we decide to pull it down because to kind of some behind the scenes here for people who didn't know uh in order to get a podcast out you're you're paying uh a podcast provider to distribute it and essentially you're paying them to store your podcast on a server yeah, and somewhere. to do all the legwork of dealing with the 
say like Spotify and stuff because I mean I know from the independent music scene it's a pain to get your stuff on there sometimes yeah so essentially um we will still be paying to keep the podcast up and there might be a point in time where we decide that that is not really worth it anymore um we do know for sure we're going to keep it up for at least another year uh because we can kind of put it on an archive plan and it won't be quite as expensive we just won't be able to upload anymore which is fine because this is our last episode anyway but in the event that that happens um this show will remain available on youtube so facing the gates is on youtube we upload it there manually um so if you ever want to go back and listen to these episodes and it just doesn't happen to be on a podcast provider you'll have the youtube to listen to it on now granted if you're listening to this on a podcast provider it's not taken down at this point in time obviously but you yeah, just so you know for the future um that's where it will be for sure forever probably and if you happen to stumble upon this on youtube in 15 years cuz you know <laughs> youtube will probably still be the devil that it is yeah hi yeah how did hey, you come across this how is you just archive.org yeah is this part of the algorithm yeah okay anyway now that we've got uh all that nice maintenance stuff out of the way i'd like to kind of go into some reflection on the show and ask a couple questions and you know get some thoughts so one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys is, is what are, what have been some of your favorite moments from recording this show over the past year and a half? Oh, well, one of the most in hindsight recent ones was our unexpectedly long episode about ghosts and aliens <laughs> and just me, me and you bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. That was a hoot. And honestly, my favorites all are the interviews. Like, yeah. Bar none. As much as I love talking with you guys, I feel that's kind of when we stepped our game up. When we started that whole series, that's when the commitment became more than just, uh, we're going to just meet up on Saturday, record a little bit. Here's some notes I took. Here's some notes I took. Let's just spitball. Yeah. That's where it became even more of a production than just three dudes and a hot, sweaty ass room drinking <laughs> till midnight. <laughs> knowing one has to be at work at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's kind of when we started taking this shit a little more yeah. serious. We got preamps for all of our mics have preamps and stuff. Yeah. So even on like hardware side, uh, up to date interface preamps, more cables, more mic stands. Yeah. I bought a pop filter. I mean, bro, that's that's when we really started taking this shit serious. Yeah. But also, kind of a side note, one of my favorite parts is watching how we've all grown. Like, I know oh, it's yeah. abstract, but, like, we're totally different people than when we started. We've been through life. We've all joined, started jobs, left jobs, met new people. Moved. Mo- me and you moved. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just the progression of our life and still throughout all that, having this kind of unifying bond through this podcast and through these conversations that we plan and sometimes life got in the way, but even throughout all that, this has kind of stayed a cornerstone of 
what we do and who we are. And that's kind of beautiful. And that's kind of one of my favorite things is watching your transition to orthodoxy, watching David's transition and growth as who he is. And I mean, it's, that's by far my favorite part. Yeah. And I know that's kind of an abstract thing to say, but it is like, no, actually I would, I would second that, uh, my, cause I have three things. Uh, one of them, at least that I wrote down, one of them was, I would say, watching the evolution of Michael unfold before my eyes. Because if you look back at, you know, the early episodes, I don't, you're know. kind of, I don't, you're know. kind of, uh, you, you were kind of either I don't know or loud and ignorant, and it just kind of depended on the day what what we would get. Sometimes both. <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes special. both. But then, mm-hmm. as time has progressed, you become way more like nuanced, and uh, I don't know, just you know you've made a lot of changes in your life, and and I can see that. Yeah, um, I mean, when we started this podcast, I was in a really dark, deep place, and thanks to the things that have happened in life, like my partner, I've managed to be able to get out of that and kind of see the light a little bit and make changes that I knew I needed to make in my life, like getting out of my hometown, uh, mm-hmm. within the constant drinking and smoking and all that, uh, and allow myself to grow more than I am. Cause I've always, I'm still ignorant. I'm still loud. And there's a lot I still don't know. But I'm allowing myself to become more nuanced and to learn more things and to just have a better appreciation for life as a whole. And part of that progression is these conversations. Yeah. And these experiences. <clears throat> yeah. One of I would also second when you said uh visiting the different types of churches and speaking with their pastors that by far was my favorite series that we've done. Um, it was a very fulfilling and enjoyable part of this show. And I think that's one of the things that I will always remember basically for the rest of my life. Like that period of time where we were like for two months, it was very grueling. Like we would get up and go do an interview on Saturday, come back and talk for a little bit, go home, sleep, I'd and go then go back to church. At 11, Sunday night. Yeah, and and then we would go to church, and then we would talk about it, and then we would go home, and then David had to go to work, and so it was a very hectic, like, brief period of time. But um, it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, heck, the last church we, we went to, we got stuck in traffic for like three hours and it's a yep. one hour trip and we're yeah. all cramped. Granted, you don't have a tiny car, but we're all crammed in this car. And I can imagine you guys are ready to choke me as <laughs> I was ready to choke y'all because we all wanted to just get home. We sang 99 bottles of beer on the wall and yeah. got all the way through it. Y'all too like did twice. several like, times. This is maddening. Yeah. But, and, but we were still recorded. It was still yeah. as long as the others, if not maybe a little bit longer. And I got like an hour and a half. So, yeah. Ooh, that, one other, that was a fun time. One other moment that I will always cherish is Michael's rant about simulation theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's still there, baby, because I still feel the same way. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah because also, I, 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 you and I were like, it's stupid. 
but it comes from <laughs> pop culture. Michael just went off. Yeah, and another thing that I always appreciate, and this is our conversations we had off mic, like mm-hmm. when me and you went, drove, you drove what, two, two and a half hours to go visit our mother, the Rosary? Me yeah. and you in the car just talking, and when we get to the hotel after the interview, just sitting on that porch and just talking about life and yeah, that was a lot of fun, aspirations honestly. and get really getting to those deeper conversations. Yeah. And those are things that I think we'll all sit, be able to look back upon and go, you know, life might have not been the greatest all around, but those, those are bright spots. Yeah. You bring up a good point just cause like, I mean, that was a good example, but just in general, um, like we just talk a lot and we have the conversations that are on air, but we also have a lot of conversations that aren't on air and maybe it's facing the gates after dark esque conversations. But, you know, we, we always have good and deep and interesting conversations when, whenever we talk about these kinds of topics. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it could go from nowhere. We're playing a video game and it's like, Oh, here it comes. And then we're yeah. talking about the human condition for three hours. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do we I have mean, we have any other uh, favorite moments? I think kind of overall, just seeing a project actually fruit and become something more than I did. Because ex- Bailey, you and I definitely have experiences. You have a cool idea. You try to make it work. It just doesn't work out between mm-hmm. logistics, between people and stuff like that. It just dies on the cutting room floor. But to see something right. actually have it be come long, to fruition and be, be a full on show and yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is this is cool. This is kind of fulfilling in a way. Yeah. Uh, as Marx would say, the seeing times, the whole chair get built. Yeah. I, I would say all the times we've heard gunshots and had the pause. <laughs> whether that's in the middle of interviews. Or sitting at at the house me and David lived at in David's yeah. bedroom, and we were pop, 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 and I just reached over, grabbed my pistol, go, not today, motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, you, though, since you moved, it's been pretty much a day quiet. Just the loud yeah. trucks. They're not after you anymore. <laughs> or maybe whoever they were after got shot. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, but yeah, man. There's just there's been so many like little moments that we might not think of now but we'll think of in five years and go damn you know that was pretty cool yeah so what have been the pros and cons of doing a podcast like this what do you guys think pros you get to hang out with the boys late (laughs) interesting discussions learn about yourself and those you hold close around you and me personally it, it was part of part of what helped me transition to my current situation in life i mean if it wasn't for the interviewing with preacher with the pastors and visiting churches i would have still been working five days a week working myself to death that made me make a change for the better in my opinion because i went to work as like i need these days off i can't do this anymore either and looking at it even if the podcast wasn't there, it's a change I needed to make. Yeah. And it kind of opened up a lot of avenues and 
made me really contemplate where I was at and what I, what I wanted and what I needed and what my obligations were. Right. So the, those are my pros, my cons. Well, let me, let me get to them. Spent a lot of fucking time existentially thinking about everything. <laughs> All right. It's going to happen. <laughs> and you spend a lot of time researching both your point and the opposite point. And if you don't, you don't have shit to say. Uh, sometimes we might not want to record, but fuck it, we're recording. Mm -hmm. There's been many, many days I would come home and be like, dude, I'm just so fucking tired. Give me 10 minutes. I didn't get myself together. And we would record till one, two o'clock in the morning. And then there were times where we woke up at six o'clock in the fucking morning, ready to go to interview. Yeah. Ready or getting ourselves ready to go to church. But yeah, as much as that is a con, that also like showed that this was more than just a flash in the pan type thing, that there was passion behind this. Mm-hmm. We all wanted to do this. And I know we all hit burnout at some point through this. Yeah. And that's another con. You're, you're going to get burnt the fuck out if you don't pace yourself. And at first yeah. I don't think we pace ourselves Well, <laughs> we just kind of jumped head in Yeah, and we learned that we needed to have a backlog to take some time off to really think, to give you guys the best show we could. Yeah. And if you don't know how to count out that burnout, you won't finish. And I, again, I got to give props to David for the hardware side, the tech side, Bailey for setting all this shit up, taking time out of your busy schedule, planning all this out, giving out lines, being the hub of communication getting the interview set up and making this harebrained idea. We had one drunken night playing video games, hanging out into something. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I have like two main pros and two main cons. The pros would be, um, we get to have very specific topic oriented conversations and are forced to not go too far off topic because if we were to have these conversations and a, non-podcast non-organized way we would talk about one thing and then we'd segue into something else and then be something else and it'd be something else this podcast has forced us to stay on topic and not go too far off topic because that's in the title what's in the title is what we're talking about and sometimes we go off on tangents but for the most part we stayed on topic another we're all ramblers yeah like especially me and bailey you guys know I'll get on tangents. Bailey has especially started getting on tangents. Yeah. And when we would personally talk about these things, we'd be talking about God and the meaning of life and then be talking about why this is bullshit in the media. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, I, we would kind of go all over, all over I, the place. I would, I would agree being able to keep all this very clear and concise and kind of stick into the script when we needed to. I didn't think of that con. But that is a very good point. Yeah. So uh, the other pro I would say is just in general, learning and understanding more about one another, because I think there's probably a couple of things we've learned since we started this show. Um, The cons, and I kind of mentioned this one earlier, was it got a little bit grindy at times. So, I mean, obviously, again, we do this in our spare time. This isn't our full time job. Um, There were times like over the summer or in recent months where 
you know, it seems like we lived and breathed the podcast and it, uh, you know, like Michael said, there are some times where we just maybe didn't want to record the podcast, but we kind of had to because they need, you know, episodes needed to go out. Conversations needed to be had. Um, and then the other con, which is sort of a con, is on my end having to do a lot of research and put it all together that all ended up being a lot of work for me, a, a lot more than I kind of anticipated going into it. Now, fortunately, there was a lot of downtime with the job that I had when I started this show. So I kind of just ended up working on the podcast at work and that worked out. But eventually I didn't have that job anymore and uh, we had big topics to cover. And thankfully, I had worked so far ahead that I had gotten through like the politics series. But some of these episodes towards the end here... Like, I basically just made these three outlines for these three episodes and my notes for all of them this past week. And it's kind of a lot of work to to do that when you're working a full-time job and, you know, you have other life obligations. However, while there were those cons, and it, while it was hectic at times, I'm thankful we did it. Yeah. I mean, that's like with the CRT one, I was like, I'm, I'm not prepared. I have research and life's been hectic and I don't feel what I have prepared will be adequate. And there's been times where we've just had to say that episode can wait a week. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're not going to feel good about what you put forward is it worth doing? And that's something we've kind of learned as we've went because we started taking this a lot more seriously. I think all three of us have as we've furthered our stances and grown and we care about the product we're putting forward and the discussions being had. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, David? But, yeah. I think y'all touched on the core pros and cons and uh, I think one con I personally, especially with, for those who don't know, to kind of alleviate a lot of burnout, we would record sometimes more than one episode, or if things were going well, maybe more than two, who knows. But Like for today, like, we're recording three. Yeah. But for me, kind of a con, just personally, since I work night shift, I'm a night person. Like, for example, I've been awake since about 6 o'clock yesterday. Oof. Yeah, but, eh. The pro to it is... David really is taking it for the team. I I guess you could say that. I mean, (laughs) hey, we used to record when I got off working eight hours. Manual labor, so... Yeah. Yeah, and for me being soft-spoken, at the end, my voice does get a little sore, so I got to... Not kind Drink of, water. Well, yeah. Drink yeah, not water. beer or soda. But Drink water. Kind of just rest <laughs> my voice until work where I have to answer the phone. Yeah. And... Well, I did y'all... YouTube. I did a gaming YouTube channel for like nine years, so my voice is used to yelling. So I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, we've been... I'm looking at the Skype call right now. We've been on this call for six and a half hours today. Mm-hmm. And we're like... We just started this episode. So, you know... Thankfully, my voice is all right. <laughs> yeah, I worked hospitality as a front-facing position, covering any anything from maintenance to front desk to housekeeping to managerial roles. I can talk. 
and, and I've always been a talker. I'm a yeah. bullshitter, so fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm not, and my <clears throat> uh, hospitality-facing voice is higher pitch for some reason. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's like, I gotta really not overstress, or I'm just gonna lose my voice at work. But yeah, gotcha. other than that, we talked about the kind of logistical issues we had as the cons, but that's kind of, y'all said, being able to have more kind of specific detailed conversations and get a flesh out ideas or uh, sometimes even learn stuff on topics that we might have not known. And being able yeah. to kind of like, for example, with the uh, CRT stuff, I remembered about redlining and the history behind that, but I forgot. I'm like, okay, well, what's the source? And I remembered, oh, yeah, this one source, which led to three, which led to the law review and kind of being able to think both on the fly, but prepare yourself at the same time is a pro to it kind of flexes those muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I will say a lot of episodes, I would come prepared with something. Bailey would come prepared. Dave would come prepared. But that doesn't, we didn't rehearse any of this. Like sometimes Bailey would give a general outline and sometimes there was no outline. So if something pops up on the fly, we just have to kind of on the spot, think about it for a second. And if we feel comfortable, speak on it. And if not, we would just say, I need to do more research. Yeah. But it really did flex the improv muscles and kind of our, I'd say we've gotten better with timing as we've progressed. We still have hiccups where, we, especially since we're digital now, mm-hmm. where we might step on each other. But I, yeah. I think that was, that's just growing pains of doing something like this. Yeah. So kind of uh, expanding on the David's point about like, you know, learning things. What What are some of the things that we've learned through doing this? Uh, I've learned a lot more about uh, different denom- denominations or traditions. I've learned more about where I stand kind of in this world we're in. And I've learned a lot more about myself than I thought I would. But I think that's true for any of us here. I think we could all agree we've learned a lot, both about each other, but also ourselves. And we've kind of broadened our our horizons of what we see as religion. And we've learned a lot of the historical context that goes forward, especially speaking to brilliant people. And I say brilliant as intelligent. This, like Father Mark, Father Dwight, Pastor John, Pastor Kendall. We've talked to so many other Pastor Trent, intelligent people, and that's really expanded our horizons of what we know and also helped fill in the gaps of, I know a little about this, but mm-hmm. I, I now know a lot more, like with the iconography and all of that. Or like the history the of the Anglican. Yeah, yeah, the history of the Anglican Church. Uh, I knew about how Protestants came about, but I've learned more about the different schools of thought in Protestantism and the different denominations and learned a fucking lot. Yeah. And learned more about each other's like personal histories 
like we've talked about the ghost hunting stuff and the supernatural, but we really dug our claws in and learned a lot more. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. it's hard to list everything we've learned, but I would say <laughs> that covers a good broad spectrum of what we learned, at least yeah. in my eyes. Gotcha. What about you, David? Yeah. I mean, something uh, besides just doing Michael's list again, because I think we can all agree upon that. Another thing, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily learned, but kind of reinstated for myself is as what we said for the final kind of politics thing in the kind of person person where everyone's not so far different. Everyone's not so far kind of separated, even though we might have different religious views, we still hold say things like community and kind of helping each other out to a similar level. Yeah. So I think a couple of things that I've learned, um, for one, uh, people can be very complex. And I, I feel like, you know, kind of before in my, I guess, maybe insular bubble of Christianity, like there's kind of stereotypes of, you know, atheists or agnostics. And you guys are definitely not the stereotypes of those things. They exist. There's a reason those stereotypes exist, but Check you guys aren't it. <laughs> people yeah. are mad i'm not the super angry atheist but yeah i could never be i know sometimes like i had to play like well some atheists think this way and it's like yeah but yeah I, I don't, i'm just like uh, another thing i learned was that i don't know how to utilize social media for podcast marketing you could probably kind of see like a demarcation point in our social media posts where I just kind of stopped trying because like I would make like basically Monday was always the social post for the like the release of the episode to uh, Wednesday is usually a question about that episode. And then Friday is usually some kind of meme. And I didn't always have that format. I was kind of trying to make sure like the Wednesday and Friday posts were always different, but that required a lot of work and time and thinking and i stopped caring about it after a while and also i stopped doing hashtags um after a while because like on instagram that's how you get your posts out there right that's how you are promoted through the algorithm i stopped doing that because we would basically just get trolls commenting on those on those posts and not actually listen to the original content that they were referring to and so i got tired of responding to these random people that are responding to a very short social media post, which is referring to the podcast and they're not even listening to the podcast. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and- that, that also reflected in the fact that we didn't grow on social media all that much after that point. And it just goes to show, I don't really understand social media and I don't really care enough to do it. So that's, yeah. you know, we, no, we check our politics while us complaining of- about social media. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I haven't used social media in, so long i'm off of twitter i still have a twitter account but i don't fucking i might pop on there once every couple weeks yeah but uh i don't have a facebook i don't have an instagram i know bailey is mostly off with social media david has never been big on social media i think he's the biggest user of it right now out of all three of us and i I don't even check it but like 
Yeah, we became so jaded and dejected yeah. with how social media goes. Yeah, on our but I mean, that's the spectrums. thing with podcasting is you kind of need social media because otherwise it's not going to get promoted. I mean, you can you can rate podcasts, which, by the way, rate our podcast, uh, even though it's over. Give us five star reviews. Do it. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But I mean, but, beyond that, like if you're not at the top of the charts, then people aren't going to see it. And you kind of have to rely on social media and other digital marketing for your podcast. And I don't know how to do that because I'm not good at marketing. So. Yeah, but also that shows that this is a project out of passion. We are never in it to get famous, never in it to try to get money. We know right. how how hard it is to be successful in this field. And even with all the right steps, it's one in a billion because there's so many other people. Yeah. But all of this stuff comes from the heart and that we want to have these conversations and hopefully it helps someone out. Yeah. We were, We've been in it for passion. That's what took us to all these different churches and took us to continue this thing after moving and people dying and all of that. Like, it's kind of therapeutic after a certain point because it's the constant we have with each other. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other things I learned was podcasting can be a lot of work. I didn't anticipate that going in. I kind of talked about that earlier. Um, I didn't know as much as I thought I did. I kind of had a little bit of an ego about, you know, and I still do. Admittedly, that's something I need to work on. But actually, that's another thing is uh, I need to work on my shortcomings. So many of the things that I've preached in various episodes of this podcast, uh, I found I were the very things that I was guilty of. I needed to I need to kind of bridge the divide between my beliefs and practices better. So this was a common occurrence. I would say something on the podcast and then like a couple days later, I would do the thing that I was criticizing and I'd be like, ah, so this is what it's like to be a hypocrite. So I need to work on this. And there's, there's a lot of things like that Mm -hmm. just in general that like I say, but I don't really do. And that's uh, part of the process. I got to work on that. Well, I think a major thing is being self-aware of it. So you can correct that course or most people don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's something we've all three done on this journey is be self-aware and acknowledge our shortcomings. And I mean, I've changed so much about my life within just the past couple months that if you had told me when I started this podcast, I'd be doing these things or not doing other things. I wouldn't believe it, but that's kind of the beauty of this that makes you more self-aware both where you stand and what you need to work on. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So by the way, just as a side note, sorry if anyone hears Michael's cat in the background, he's kind of uh, talkative right now. Oh, that too. Um, Okay. So the next thing I wanted to segue into is, do you have any regrets? I think for myself, I, in the Q&A, actually, we've talked about this a little bit with Michael's question, but especially like, unfortunately, missing out on some interviews or uh, like not being able to go to the Catholic Church at all. Wish I could have been there. Kind of regret circumstances happening that made that impossible. And... Yeah, that's pretty much the main one for me is I 
because like uh or like my internet going out and stuff like that yeah well i mean that was kind of beyond your control yeah but, but obviously not the best situation yeah I, I did resolve it thankfully by learning a whole new networking type nice yeah well uh, I, I i'll let you go ahead michael i personally try not to have regrets because it doesn't help me progress but if i had to go back and do it i would have made the personal moves i did to record the interview series way sooner for myself and the health of the content since i would again finish working drive home we'd get right to it or i was so pressed for time that it i felt like it was more of a hindrance to the quality and there's some things i would have i would go back in time and be better prepared for but that's hindsight it's 2020 but all in all, I don't, I try not to hold any regrets about anything because it's through these experiences and things I regret that we've learned and we've grown. So it's kind of yeah. how I take it. I have a few. Um, so there were a few different types of churches that I actually wouldn't have mind visiting in retrospect. So like I'm thinking of Eastern Rite Catholic churches, Oriental Orthodox churches, etc., um, these were just kind of things that I wasn't super aware of and I wouldn't have known had I had known that we would have that we were already drawn to the more traditional types of churches. I would have tried to make it possible that we attend more of those as well. Um, but also, I mean, that series is already kind of long compared to everything else. So I don't think we needed to really pad that out more than it than it already was. But, you know, I wouldn't mind have have visited visiting those kinds of churches. Um, and this is kind of something I talked about a little bit last episode, but I almost regret writing scripts for each episode. It made them feel, uh, it made a lot of them kind of feel sterile and prepackaged as opposed to a natural organic conversation. There's obviously pros and cons to writing a script versus having an off the cuff conversation, my justification for why I did that is because these topics are really, really important, and I want to make sure that I I kind of think about things before I say them, because if I say something off the cuff, it may not really be reflective of what I think and believe. So writing things out has given me the opportunity to, you know, write it down, look back at it, change things, come back later, and then continue that revising process and and it's it's been helpful um, in the sense that like it's helped me give a more well-rounded and informed opinion. However, the types of episodes that I've enjoyed most out of this show were not the ones where I've done a ton of research and I've written out my notes and everything. They were more of the kind of improvised, off-the-cuff kind of conversations. And I think that kind of shapes the type of show that we have like there's definitely you know a certain brand of podcasts where you're learning things and it's educational and people are presenting facts and information and stuff to you and then there's you know other kind of podcasts where it's just conversational between people and i personally find myself more gravitating towards the latter of those two um i i tend to prefer those kinds of podcasts but there is merit to the other one. So like, I kind of see why I did that, but at the same time, um, you know, it's not without its cons. Yeah. But also even with the 
scripted parts, we knew like it's okay if we each have a a point that comes up that's not on your script. Like if you thought of something else, you knew it was perfectly okay to bring it up. Right. And we still kind of slingshotted some ideas off of each other and created hypotheticals based off that script that we might not have if we didn't have it. Yeah. Um, there's also, and I mentioned this last episode as well. I have also said a few stupid things over the course of this podcast, uh, which is bound to happen if you put a mic in front of me for like a hundred hours or so. So, um, you know, I mentioned last time uh, that I didn't remember that Jesus ascended into heaven after his resurrection, for example. That's a pretty basic Christian belief, so it was kind of dumb of me to forget it in that episode. Kind of cringe, to be honest. But um, there's a few things like that. And then the last one is, I, I think there may have been a few times in previous episodes where I feel like I may have been a little too dogmatic and wasn't willing to listen enough. I'm thinking like in particular with the politics episodes, uh, some of them, um, I, I think they were obviously good conversations, but those were episodes that I had to keep going back to before we recorded them to take out some of the dogmatic stuff and make it seem less, uh, I don't know, just a, a kind of ideologically dogmatic on certain things. And so what you got is a lot more censored than it originally was. And even that was still a little, I guess, blunt at times or, or harsh. Um, I mean, granted, obviously I'm, I want to be firm and stand up for what I believe is good and true, but also I, I still think there may be a few moments where I was a little too dogmatic and wasn't willing to listen enough on those. Yeah, it's kind of balancing being blunt with being compassionate kind of yeah. uh, balance of grace yeah i mean and that's something i think we all struggle with from time to time especially modern day and politics it's messy yeah yeah and it's that's kind of the point one of the key points of all of this is learn us learning how to have these discussions and hopefully helping others have these discussions and through that we're going to make mistakes i'm i've said so many stupid fucking things pre-recording and post-recording and during the recording that are too many to list and sometimes i've been a little too uh aggressive at times with my mm -hmm. viewpoints and so I think if we all looked back and we didn't have anything to comment on or that we can say we've grown from, we wouldn't have done anything, especially with how the length of time this has happened over. And so I think it's really a tribute to the journey that we've been on through this, that we do look back and we go, I wouldn't necessarily change it, but I've learned from it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, what will we do now that the show is over? Uh, well, uh, me personally, I plan on I I land, landing a job soon. Starting a farm and uh, moving out to the countryside and uh, yep. getting rid of that newfangled internet and I social mean, medias. I mean, I know someone who lives that way, and it, <laughs> I, when I go out there, it's wonderful. It's quiet. I'm become Amish. No, I, I still want, like, air conditioning and stuff, but, like... <laughs> 
I don't want to deal with fucking people most time. It's like when I want to, and I can just go to town for that. But uh, (laughs) me personally, I plan on hopefully landing a job soon. It's been a while. I'm on the search. Uh, Anybody wants to hire Michael in the Atlanta area, hit him up. Hit me up on the email and I'll forward it to him. Uh, Growing in my relationship that's been going on for almost a decade with my wonderful partner. Uh, Learning more about the city that I've moved to. Plan on reading more books, including uh, Dr. McNair's autobiography. He was one of the astronauts who died on the Challenger. And it's a very... It's a very motivating, very powerful thing that she's told me just little stories throughout it. I'm like, I need to read this. Her, uh, There's several scholarships with the McNair name. And study more philosophy, sociology, more politics. Just learning more in general about the world and how humans go about things and how we think, you know, the things that have always interest me. Yeah. Uh, maybe get back into writing in general, whether that's music, whether that's poetry, just writing to write something I've gotten away from due to work and obligations, but something I want to get back into. Maybe learn the guitar after having one for over a decade. I that know, like, I have two chords. And how to play some sheet music, but I don't know tabs. Maybe, hopefully starting streaming with David's help, because I am a moron with that stuff. But that's kind of tentative. Maybe, maybe not. And just enjoying life with a new view on it and a clearer mind that I haven't had as an adult due to the changes I've made, you know. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I plan on doing. It's very uh, cut dry, but also a little philosophical there at the end. Yeah, what about you, David? Uh, well, first off, build my tortoise room. Second off, funny <laughs> you said farming because I'm actually planning on trying different like grasses. Uh huh. Especially ones native to South Carolina. Are you actually starting a farm? Uh, well, he gonna grow grass. <laughs> Well, my plan's essentially, especially if they're native to South Carolina, see which ones she can eat that's healthy for her. If she likes one, I'm trying. I'm get trying to get the whole yard with it and just let it grow up more naturally, since the tortoise will be outside when she gets big enough to not have any predators. Mm-hmm. And thinking about doing like a especially microgreens or like lead well leafy greens that she can eat as well the supplement because feeds expensive and it's better if i can be like oh yeah i made that i trust that i heard in that yeah. uh more like computer science stuff hopefully get a job in the field since it's booming and i kind of catch up on kind of stuff i haven't done in a while like Michael music and a few things like that, but also like catching up on shows I miss and whatnot bands. I haven't listened to. Yeah. So for me, I I said living on a farm, I was joking, but sort of not joking. Like I want to live a little bit more of a a simpler life. I probably for the next month or two, I'll take a little bit of a break. Um, 
that all being said, I am a very busy person, generally speaking, and I tend to thrive when I'm busy, just not this busy. So I'll probably take a little bit of a break and then I'll probably get back to, you know, doing something else. But um, I will obviously continue to learn and grow in my faith. I'll be reading books, attending church and having conversations like these with other people. And uh, one of the things that I've kind of always had on the bucket list is music. Um, so I've, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I ran a gaming channel for about nine years, and then I ended that in 2020. And the intent for me ending it was to pursue music a little bit more. I like to do vocals and whatnot. I, I uh, like metal and do all that screamy nonsense, so that's pretty fun. But, um... As life would have it, I managed to do a couple covers um, in, like, last year, 2021. And then, um, well, actually, later in 2020, shortly after ending the YouTube channel, I started this thing called Facing the Gates Podcast. And, uh, you know, that was not intended to be a super time-consuming thing, but as it went on, it began to be a little bit more time-consuming. And so I still had time to do covers and stuff a little bit, not a ton. Uh, but I'd like to start, like, maybe a band. Um, I've thought about possibly joining the choir at church. Uh, but I'm also not super confident in, like, singing in front of people. So that that's a tentative maybe kind of thing. I might do that. I don't know. Um, those are kinds of things that are potentially on the horizon for me. Um, and kind of speaking of that, I actually did a cover of one of the hymns at church. Uh, it's called the angelic hymn. And essentially, um, because since I've moved to Nashville and I'm living in an apartment right now, and a lot of the music that I do is screaming, I can't really do that here. Um, and a lot of my neighbors don't speak English, so I can't tell them that I'm recording or anything like that. So what I did was I went out to my car and recorded it from my car. And uh, this is this this hymn is basically like entirely um, it's entirely vocals. So I, I did uh, clean singing layer vocals and then I did the gritty vocals and then I did um, screaming vocals as well so this is all layered into one big cover and i wanted to premiere it here on the podcast i wanted to give you guys uh the opportunity to well you guys would be giving me your first impressions of it and the people at home would be able to listen to it um, about two weeks before it comes out the plan is um at this point in time i haven't done these other mixes but I want to do a mix where it's just the singing vocals, just the gritty vocals, and then just the screaming vocals, and then release all of them on Pascha, which is Orthodox Easter. So after recording this, I'll have a couple weeks to put together those mixes and then put them out on Pascha. But yeah, you guys want to listen to it and tell me what you think? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, here it comes my cover of the angelic hymn or the triumphal hymn as it's also known
thoughts? What do you guys think about that? It it uh because backstory for people don't know, you've recorded a l- couple covers in my old bedroom uh-huh. on hot sweaty days, <laughs> and we would you would get so frustrated because I did not understand Reaper, and then I finally started getting it, and it flowed a lot better. Uh huh. So I've heard you do covers, and I'm so used to there being like a a lot more like music and maybe not as many layers yeah. or this was very much a, since it is a hymn, very much more a theatrical in the mm-hmm. tone. And if I didn't pay attention to the words, I would have said it would fit in like a medieval, like Disney movie <laughs> of sorts in a good way, in a good way. Okay. And I will say when you kind of hit those like more mid guttural notes, the ones that come like from the upper part of the stomach, those really shine through really well and generally pretty well balanced with all the different layers and tones. So I enjoyed it. It's different than what you usually do. That's, that's why it took me aback for a second. Yeah. A part of me wanted to start giggling. Like I've never heard you do something like this. Yeah. It was really it was definitely very different, like you yeah, said. And a part and, of me is like, this would fit in a Disney movie. <laughs> and also you hearing like the acapella vocals, yeah. like that's different than you. Like I can hear it because I can just solo, you know, whatever cover I'm doing. But with there not being really any backing part with the hymn just kind of being the hymn, and it's just vocals. And it's nice because I'm not having to sit there decipher through a 14 different vocal takes for the same two lines. Yeah. And me and you. I was a nightmare comping that dude because I recorded so many layers. Anyway, at the very least, there are 10 layers playing at once. At the very most, there's 24. So. It's still better than having Michael splice together 14 (laughs) different takes into 10 seconds and going, okay, I like this part of this, this part of this, this part of this. Just make it work. Yeah. What do you think, David? For me, and short guys, when I listen to music, I tend to listen to open backs for that kind of added space. Wide as fuck. Especially since, did you hard pan the bass ones? Okay, so the way I did this is like the main melody, whatever the main one is, I centered that one. And then as the voices started adding, I would kind of pan them further out. So like, but I would alternate what I'd pan. So for example, like I would have like the screaming vocal because it's doubled. Each each line is doubled. So I would have the scream panned 10 to the left, 10 to the right. And then I would take the next clean singing vocal and pan it 20 to the left, 20 to the right. And then I would do the ne- the gritty vocal 30 to the left. Sorry, the right, but except that there's a lot more layers, so it would yeah. keep going on. And usually, what I would do is like I would have the the low the the screams, the lows, like furthest panned, panned furthest from the center. Yeah, because I know it's like kind of, I guess you could say in between where your face is and your ears, kind of as a visual mm-hmm. representation. It's like, oh, there's a low cleans. And it's like, okay, there's there's some bass. And then the guttural's adding that little bit of crunch to the mix. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like it especially listening with open back headphones you get that kind of spatial awareness and that was re- yeah. really kind of cool to hear you doing since i fairly recently switched to open backs being able to hear that and feel that but i've always liked your lows a lot and saying okay. you do them cleanly nice yeah and i i also gotta say even with these uh okay earbuds this stage is really well done and everything mm-hmm. blended isn't quite the right word because I can still pick out different things if I'm really listening due to my experience like in band or critiquing music or like working with you or David on certain things throughout our lives. I can, I can still pick it up, but if I was, you know, not critically trying to focus on each of these layers, it blends really nicely together and creates this like, uh, Again, like in a soundscape, Disney, yeah, and in a Disney movie, this this encompassing cacophony of sound, yeah, surrounding you. So yeah. I think it it really shows the progress your mixing has made, especially since thank you you started because at first it was like yeah it's better than most people, and now it's like you have really experimented more and kind of found your own even more, and I've happy to see what comes forth from it but i will say in the future if you do start a band Mm -hmm. and you do find someone who wants to like collaborate with a different voice with these blending that would bring this even to the next level but i know that's outside of your realm right this moment because like if you could find a nice uh soprano or alto to complement your tenor parts Mm -hmm. Bro, bro, because <laughs> that's well, kind of where the home of your voice stands. Yeah, is in that more guttural tenor style. That's where yeah. like your screams really shine and all that. So I'm excited to see what comes of it, and I think this is a really neat idea, a neat little cover you did, cool little experiment. Yeah, and maybe thank you. some other people will think the same and like it cool thank you uh yeah i i definitely for a long time this is really i'm not gonna say it was boring but it wasn't super interesting but i knew it was gonna come to life once i started panning things because that on top of adding reverb would make it sound so much bigger and once i did that i was like oh this sounds awesome oh yeah play with space always adds a little more interest instead of something dead kind of between your ears yeah this space that you can close your eyes and kind of imagine and it's also not like ultra compressed at the same volume constantly because with a lot of modern music it's it's very constant at the same volume and interval yeah they toss a limiter and just boost it yeah so that was i wanted to try and recreate the experience of hearing this in the church for example because there's certain parts where they sing it a lot louder and so i wanted to kind of emulate that in the way that i mixed it as well yeah Yeah, and And with that say like it's kind of it's kind of the difference between like the first mp3 player you ever had me put music on for you and the cheap ass headphones we had Mm -hmm. and now us as adults sitting in 
listening something with better gear and more critically listening at it. It's just that's you started at the MP3 player <laughs> and you're progressing to more of the like hi-fi stuff that we all use now. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm also glad that you said that it's mixed well because I had no idea what I was doing when I was mixing that because there's just so many layers. But the first thing is gain staging. Like if you keep certain things at certain volumes, you're going to hear things fairly well. But then it was really just EQing out certain things. And like I still kind of BSed my way through EQing it, honestly. Um, So I'm just I'm glad that it came out well and that you could hear the individual parts and that it also blended as a whole in general. I mean, that's kind of how you learn, though, is with especially with something as abstract as music. Sometimes you just got to fuck around and find out. Yeah. And not write a stupid rap about Mario that someone <laughs> didn't make a good beat to. Uh, we're not going to. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to go back to that. that yeah, I, I mean, like, fuck around, find out, like, a stupid recording added to a garage track. So, anyway, the moral of the story is if anyone um, ever doubts their abilities, just let it be known that I recorded that in my car and edited it with a bunch of free plugins and free software so you can do anything, all right? Don't give me excuses. And also, his other covers, I want to say like two or three of them were recorded in my single-wide trailer bedroom with terrible acoustics, a bunch of pillows and blankets and shit mounted just creating a cacophony of softness. Yeah. Me not knowing anything about Reaper and yeah. just kind of winging it. Except what I gave you in a five minute crash course. Not yeah, even so that. I forgot that. If anyone wants to listen to this cover, obviously it's technically not out yet. And when it comes out, there may be a few things that I tweaked that mix that I showed you guys. Um, because between now and the release of this cover, I, I want to do a couple different mixes. But um, you can listen to it on my YouTube channel, which is just Bailey Mullins on YouTube. Um, and to Michael's point, the uh, the cover I did of Celestial Floods by Invent Animate and about half of the vocals that you hear in my cover of 40 by North Lane, I recorded at, at your guys' house in yeah, the, it, the room that David is sitting in right now. We yeah. I recorded those covers. So yeah, it's pretty fun. That that's it made it harder for me and you to like record loud ignorant shit because yeah. we don't live we don't live in the area anymore. I, yeah, I, I have mean, people above me. Wait, we did make an unreleased cover American Idiot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sucks, and that's never coming and, out. But it's hilarious. Hey, maybe it, one maybe one day we'll all get back together and be in Aiken at the same time and can record something. But you know, who knows what the future holds? Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about with the music stuff. Maybe, you know, if anybody in the Nashville area wants to start a good old Christcore Orthodox band. An Orthodox metal band. Yeah, an Orthodox metalcore band with dubstep also and maybe other sounds. Uh, You can be the non-satanic pro-Christian. Make some white uh, metal. Ghost. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be like the... It's opposite of ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's segue back. Let's bring it back to the, you know, podcast realm of things. Will you ever do another podcast? 
I, I wouldn't mind doing another podcast because hey, whether with you guys or with new people I'll meet or people I already know, I I enjoy the camaraderie and have always loved listening to other people tell me about their experiences or their ideas or their beliefs and kind of spitballing and learning and growing off of each other. I mean, that was one of the only benefits of the jobs I worked. I was always front facing, customer facing, or I was dealing with the customer that fixed problems. I've always loved and enjoyed that. So I, I could see myself doing something similar in the future, maybe more casually or maybe even more intense. Who knows? But I, it's, it's going to be weird when we log off for the last time and next week we're not doing this. So yeah, I know it's, it's going to be hella weird, but it's, you know, I would definitely do this again. I wouldn't go back and change doing it for the world. And hopefully, maybe I can find another group of people or maybe one day we all get together and go, hey, I, we, we all got some free time. Let, let's not do face in the gates, but let's do this. Or, hey, yeah. I got this creative idea. Because I think we're all creatively... Uh, inclined. Inclined. And a lot of our problems is the hardest part of doing it is just starting it. Mm-hmm. And we turned a drunken conversation into this whole podcast. Like, yeah. Again, don't sell yourself short, kids. Bailey recorded that cover in his car. We recorded this on a whim. Yeah. What about you, David? I think for the foreseeable future, unless it's a topic that really piques my interest, probably not. But it's still not off the table. It's like, for a time being, I've done a podcast, and unless something really gets that fire going, if this is the only one I ever do, I'd be satisfied with what we've done. Cool. And, yeah, and also with kind of, everything being kind of oversaturated uh-huh, and stuff like that, it's like there's just so much material. You have to, you have to be a unique voice and stand out, like yeah. you have something to say. Because there's just so much out there. You can only have so many bros talk about movies and going to the yeah. to a party. And you, yeah. have, you have to have actual passion. Like, don't get in, for anybody at home, don't get into this thinking you're going to, you know, get famous. You're going to make money. Yeah, don't do it for those reasons. Do it because you care about it. It's the yeah, same advice it. I'd give to people wanting to start YouTube. Like, don't do it because you want to be a famous YouTuber. Do it because you actually care about making content. Do it because you enjoy the hobby. Because at the end of the day, this has been our passion project, but also our hobby over the past almost year and, year and a half, half two years. Yeah. Like, and there was so much playing that went into this before we even hit record. So, right. Yeah. Like, if you, if you don't have passion and don't have something to say, don't do it. Yeah. So for me, I would say it's kind of like both of what you guys have said. Um, I'm not opposed to doing another podcast at some point in the future, but I have nothing planned as of now. I know that if I were to do another podcast, I'd probably do a few things differently so that it's not the same thing as this, you know? Um, So, for example, I would probably want it to be more conversational 
instead of overly scholarly as some of these episodes ended up being. Um, I would also need to come up with a different concept for a show. Uh, but I will say that Facing the Gates is definitely one of a kind. When I tell people like, hey, I'm Christian and I do a podcast with an atheist and agnostic and we talk about religion, they're immediately intrigued because like that doesn't exist. And they so find I think out we've really... not as edgy. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. this is like there's not a show out there like this I don't, that I'm aware of. So, I mean, I think yeah. we really kind of struck gold with the concept. And um, I think that's kind of what got us all a lot of those interviews and really separated us from everybody else wanting to do you know because there's 101 better religious podcast yeah there's 101 better atheist podcasts but we found a little niche and this is a one in a million kind of spark we gotta we gotta ride this and yeah. see where it takes us because and also, everyone is intrigued when, like, I had to tell my work, yep, I need these days off because I do a podcast. He had a list. Oh, what's that about? Uh, it's, it's about religion. But you're not religious. I'm agnostic. My friend's <laughs> Christian. My twin's an atheist. We all get together and convene and talk about these things. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I know. Every conversation goes like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, hey, it's check cool, us though. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this man... Met, sent a text that was just he wrote it down on paper the days he needed off the gift to his work yeah and I told him either give me this off or I quit you don't have other maintenance people you don't have anyone dedicated to this job for this little bit of money so I need these days off yeah um, and also just kind of to that point I think that I don't want to say that like it's impossible for anyone else to do this because it totally is possible. But I think the way that we did it, given the context that we have known each other since we were small children, we grew up together. Um, we went to is and youth together. We went yeah, to the same schools. We, Me and we, you were like best friends when you came into public school. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just being able to, like when we reconvened, the fact that we were basically friends for like another year prior to starting this show and, and doing whatever we did in our spare time to hang out. Like and we had a precedent for being able to have these conversations already. And so I feel like that dynamic has reflected in a very unique way in this podcast. Whereas if, you know, maybe, maybe there are other people that have a strong bond with people that disagree with them, but like generally that doesn't really happen. So I think like yeah. we kind of, are unique in that in that sense and we're three very different people and we've done media together like yeah you we you came over and we streamed every weekend yeah. for a long time and, and we're I, all I joined three creatively because of minded. technical reasons yeah um so but back to I think the, it was kind of a perfect storm type yeah, of deal definitely um back to like whether or not i would start another podcast um Another point is that I would also have to find someone that I would want to do a podcast with who would also help with some of the workload because I doubt I would do one on my own. And I also doubt that I'll be doing social media or, or doing the social media thing just in general, because I feel like that was a waste of time for me. If if we were to promote me and this other person that hypothetically existed for this podcast, uh, I, if we were going to promote it 
I would have to have someone else run the social media just because I don't want to do it. Um, I might would design for it, you know, because I do graphic design, but I don't know if I would want to be coming up with the content and posting things because, I mean, I, I think I, I don't want to say a bit off more than I could chew with this podcast, but I definitely um, took more work than I thought that I would have to take starting out. You know, I, I thought like, oh, it will just be a matter of writing bullet points for these episodes and these bullet points turned into 10 page long notes. So it kind of uh, evolved into something that was a little bit more work than I was expecting. Yeah, we we, we all thought we were planning like a, a flower bulb. When in reality, we planted a fucking tree and we had to just ride it out. Because yeah. I don't think any of us, when we started this, would believe how far this has came and how many episodes, the interview series. All of these were just thoughts in our head, and you really pull through. And I think as the show went on, we all pulled through, and we did it. Like, yeah, I mean, I I was pretty certain, like, oh, yeah, this will happen. But I, I didn't know, like, I was like, this is probably not going to be a super long-term thing. It'll probably be like a year or two, and... It's literally in between that. So um, I, now I was definitely impressed by the fact that we were able to pull off the interview series because I was surprised okay. that so many of them actually got back with us and were willing to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. That I mean, was, I think like you started, said, it, it really like took the show two. to another level. Yeah, and we got yeah. new hardware think, and stuff to support that kind of effort. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also, we were on the cusp of the largest pandemic to ever happen in our yeah. lifetime yeah. and that played a unique role in all of this like yeah perfect time we were in the right parts of our lives for all this to line up we emailed the right people at the right time we got answers back like so much more than just luck and chance went into it but mm-hmm. there was still some luck and chance that went into it I don't believe in luck. One might persist. One might say, "But do you believe in pluck?" Well, well, you you get the general idea of what I mean. What is pluck? It's like, uh, because don't don't tell could, me. I don't care. We we could have go back in time and do this a hundred times, and maybe our email goes to your email goes to their spam box, or they just don't get back to you because they're busy. Like I had some of them that did for a reason. I had some of them yeah. that weren't able to, you know. So I mean, I it, it took a little bit of work to get like some places were not our first choice, but not because we didn't want them to be our first choice. I guess it's just because yeah. some people didn't get back to us or some people weren't able to do it. You know, it's not to throw anyone under the bus or anything, but I wanted to make sure like we've got these set up for like these other churches. We need these churches as well in order to get a kind of fully rounded, fully orbed perspective. Yeah. And we managed to get two churches that we have some familial ties with. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we had done the podcast a couple months earlier, we would not have talked to Pastor Kendall. <laughs> yeah. So I, I believe everything kind of worked out the way it did for a reason. We kind of hit the nail running. And again, that is in no short, in no short change. Bailey did a fuck ton of everything. Like when I say I'm just a voice and I got some notes, like he did the heavy lifting here. David did a lot of the tech stuff. You guys taught me how to record remotely. Like 
seriously, hats off to you guys. Like, without y'all two, this shit would not have happened. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's really nice. And looking back, I will say one thing I do regret is I wish I was comfortable enough or able to do more of the legwork. So that is one thing I do, if I went back, I would want to do, but we kind of had our, held our little baby, our little baby project in our <laughs> hands, and it's, it's, it's a man now. Yeah, yeah. It can live on its own. All right, well, off of that uh, answered question, I know that was probably something on a lot of people's minds. Um, there were obviously a lot of influences going into this podcast. Um, things that influenced our thinking, uh, things that we've taken from others. But being that we're talking about podcasts, what what are some of your top podcast recommendations for people at home who might want to, you know, be like, oh, I like the things that Michael says. Maybe I could listen to more of things that inform his thinking. What are some uh, recommendations you guys have for podcasts? Honestly, most of the podcasts I listen to have nothing to do with my thoughts. Oh, really? Yeah, like, uh, the only one I've been regularly catching, well, two, because I like hearing people yell at each other in ignorance, is the No Jumper podcast, because it's just absolute asinine. Oh, Lord. And, uh, and, uh, the podcast like, branches off at the end of the day with AD, T-Rail, and Little House Phone, but, uh. And then the there's a podcast for sports that has a uh, the only one I can remember name of urinating tree. He's a Steelers fan that covers sports in a very unique, creative way that I appreciate. But yeah, I don't really have any podcasts that I listen to regularly that really informs me too much. Just mainly stuff to listen to while I'm playing a game or doing research for this podcast but uh i do listen to a lot of random philosophical readings uh and kind of mini documentaries on youtube i recently got got into one about uh bukowski and also i think sisyphus 55 does a very unique take on philosophy and the way he brings it out. And it's off of that that I find these weird little rabbit holes to dig into and learn about like Plato, Socrates, uh, Diogenes, the modern Diogenes, the philosophy of the Unabomber. I've also taken a liking to a Twisted Minds channel on YouTube. They cover like serial killers and things like that for life, the crimes they did, how they were caught. And then I want to say JCS investigations. They do the interrogations for these people. But yeah, there's not too much that really informs me podcasts or channel wise. I try to, I know it's kind of selfish, but I keep my podcast mainly like entertainment, but I've, been branching off and Bailey will send me things and I'll listen to him and yeah, trying to branch off. But for the most part, that's kind of where I'm at. I I don't like a lot of the mainstream podcasts that people blow each other over like Joe Rogan. 
I, gotcha. I can't can't stand him. Or I do sometimes if I'm on a rabbit trail, I'll look up like podcasts that people have done with other people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the I'm not a big fan of Jordan Peterson, but I do think he has some insightful things about addiction. And so I would listen to the things he would have to say on that subject. And one that I would recommend for people who are struggling or just need to rethink addiction is his podcast interview with Theo Vaughn. Because Theo Vaughn has had addictions in the past and Jordan (coughs) Peterson has openly talked about his uh, problem with alcohol in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think the part of why I appreciate that is due to this podcast and we may have differing viewpoints and we may disagree on some level, but there's still that common ground of you can still have something really poignant to say, even if I disagree with you. Right. Uh, any, any for you, David? Uh, kind of same boat as you. The only one I listen to and it's more for like a tech news, cybersecurity news, stuff like that is like level one text news they do. But it's like one dude is really kind of sort of libertarian right leaning. One guy's in the middle and the female's kind of little democratic leaning, but it's focused on like tech news and leaks kind of insight since they're in that industry working. Uh, other yeah, than I- that, only other, about the only thing that's like philosophy standpoint, I guess could recently influence besides just like random YouTube videos going over like say Kant and stuff like that would be uh, the my textbook Moral Philosophy of Reader 4th edition edited by Louis P. Pajman and Peter Trammell. If you like Socrates, there's a lot of Socrates. But, cool. yeah. And, uh, other than that, like, YouTube channels. Um, one I've gotten really into since I live near a nuclear site. A Cold War <laughs> nuclear site. Is uh the YouTube channel the Cold War because they go into kind of different countries and what they did throughout the Cold War, possible if it has like any lasting impact, the kind of cultural changes, and even sometimes delve into like religious history. Like uh, I sent Bailey one about how the USSR handled Russian Orthodox and Islam. And how they kind of failed miserably at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The only two other things that just popped in my mind was uh, I've been getting into some of Wendigoon's stuff. He, what I do know about him is he is a practicing Christian. And what got me into him was the realistic portrayal of angels from the Bible. I think I might have sent this to Bailey. I can't remember. And he also, also, uh, just random, like, religious creepypasta shit. I'll sit there and listen to that shit for hours, because the mind just reels, how did they come up with this? Yeah. 
Um, and I feel bad because Bailey's about to show us both <laughs> up with like 50 podcasts. No, actually, I, I, I kept it trimmed down, but um, I'll mention YouTube channels as well as honorable mentions because I didn't do that, but um, or I didn't write them down at least ways. So I, I would say for religion, just to keep it trimmed down to two, um, I would say Lord of Spirits is a good podcast. It's basically about biblical lore from an orthodox perspective. Uh, but be prepared. Most of those episodes are like anywhere from two and a half to four hours long. Usually kind of like our podcasts have gotten as of late. Totally not intentional, but it it's happened. You know, as the show's gone on, we've brought out the episode links a little bit. Um, but also the Ask NT Write Anything podcast is very good to kind of get answers um, from a both pastoral and a cultural slash political uh, perspective for those kinds of questions. Um, for politics, I tend to oscillate between a few shows from the Daily Wire. Uh, last year, my most listened to podcast was the Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh show, but he can be a little bit negative if you're listening to him every day. Um, so by far, though, my favorite political podcast out there is Louder with Crowder. Uh, they're hilarious, politically incorrect, and highly knowledgeable. And um, now I'd also have to give honorable mentions to the Jordan B. Peterson podcast and the Areopagus. Um, Jordan Peterson often has on interesting guests from various backgrounds that challenge my thinking. And he's also just very philosophically intriguing to me. Uh, the Areopagus is a podcast hosted by an Orthodox priest. It's the same one of the same one that's in Lord of Spirits um, and a Protestant pastor in which they discuss topics of religion and culture. And this is one of the first podcasts I actually had ever listened to and really was kind of the inspiration for the concept of this show. So as far as podcasts, those are a few um, with YouTube channels um i mentioned these last episode but um gospel simplicity and 10 minute bible hour specifically i like their church tours and interviews with pastors um those also were largely influential when we did our series of touring churches and interviewing pastors um also people like william lane craig and um Inspiring Philosophy on YouTube. Um, I've referenced both of them a number of times in the earlier apologetics episodes because they were very influential on my thinking uh, on a lot of spiritual topics, uh, religious topics that, you know, kind of got me to the point where I can start asking theological questions because they were very foundational in the uh, realm of like, do I believe in God? Do I believe in Christianity? Just like your basic apologetics type stuff. So those are probably um, my main recommendations. Well, uh, I think that's uh, we're rounding it up. We're getting close to the end here. Um, as we're getting towards the end, we're not we're not quite le quite there at the end yet. But um, as we're rounding it out, um, what do you have to say to the audience? Uh, well, man, it's been one hell of a journey, hasn't it? Yeah, we've all yeah gone through this process and grown and y'all listening have been along for it. And if you haven't, go back and follow this journey with us. It's been interesting, been controversial. There's been heated moments. There's been great bonding moments. Uh, 
don't take anything for granted. Live life to the best of your ability. Stay humble. Stay kind. Show love to your fellow man. We are all imperfect. We all want to be heard. We all want to be safe. Create these conversations. Get out of your bubble. Explore other schools of thoughts, other denominations, traditions, religions. Learn the history and reasoning behind these things and the symbolism that they hold. Life is ever fleeting and too many leave on unfinished terms. We're all more alike than we are different. And most importantly, don't stagnate as a person. Because before this past summer, fall, and this podcast, I was stagnating. I was stuck in a little rut, a little bubble. You can't come over it. Things aren't always as bad as they seem can persevere stay positive and i hope you guys enjoyed this man because it's been a big part of our life for all of it and i'm thankful for the knowledge that i've gained throughout it david yeah i mean kind of michael really reflected a lot of i guess what we probably all feel it's definitely been a fun ride with you guys Oh, about the only thing I can say is my classic rule. Don't be a dick. Davidism 101. Yeah. What about you, <laughs> yeah. Bailey? Uh, well, I would say first off, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this show has given you a few things to think about and that you will also take the time to do some introspection and to think about what you believe and why. And then my ultimate hope is that you will go out and have these conversations, conversations for yourself. That's the whole point of this podcast to model how to have conversations, how to have hard conversations with people you care about. And uh, one last final thing. I would like to give a special thanks to everyone we've interviewed, everyone at the uh, churches we went to, welcoming us with open arms because we all three come from different schools than most of them. Uh. Thank you for sharing your knowledge of your church history for all the preachers. Uh, and thank you for reaching out, everyone that's sending questions. It's through the want for knowledge that we have ended up where we are. So special thanks to all you guys, everyone who's listened, all of that. Like, Because if it wasn't for y'all, it would just be three dudes talking with each other in silence. So yeah. thanks everyone that was involved in this production. Uh, thank, thank Bailey for 90% of the legwork, if not 99% of it. <laughs> thank David for saving my uh, tech stupid ass a lot of the time, and Bailey as well. Like, it, yeah, I don't know what else to say, man. Well. I think we're rounding it out, obviously. Uh, I don't know how to segue this nicely in a way that doesn't sound weird or dumb or forced. Ah, but um, Fuck it. It's weird, man. It's weird. Like, I don't know. We've been doing this for a while, so it's kind of weird being like, okay, now we're, we're getting there. Um, what is your final message to your co-hosts? Uh, again, first of all, thank you guys for making this late night drunk convo in a hot ass room more than just a thought. And an actual thing. And again, it's all thanks to you guys because I'm just a dude with an opinion and a, and a voice. That's it. Hey, we Say needed it. that opinion and voice and tangents. Yeah, made things, made, made life more interesting. 
Yeah. Second, you guys know I love you guys. Hope the best for you guys and all your future endeavors, whatever they may be. Hopefully we can all still get together every once in a while and have these conversations and we can take time to reminisce and learn from each other as we have and we hopefully can continue to do that. I appreciate you guys putting up with my loud and consistent texting, confused self and not cutting me out when y'all all fare well could have and would have been right to do. It's been one hell of a journey. A pleasure to embark with y'all on this. Watching y'all grow makes me proud and no matter what, I'll remember this chapter of our lives fondly. Oh, wow, that was beautiful. I, I put a lot of thought into that, man. <laughs> like, it almost got me in tears over here. We're, uh, we're reaching the end of a chapter. It's emotional. I know. Yeah. David, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, as Michael said, love you guys. It's been a fucking ride. And definitely, we all come out of this a uh, different person. Hopefully... And long-term, a better person, and yeah, and see where life takes us. Well, I wanted to for, to to both of you. I would I want to say thank you for doing this show. I know it got pretty grueling at times, and there may have been a few moments where it was kind of all business between us. But obviously, I'm thank thankful for your co- cooperation. Definitely continue to be open-minded enough to have more talks like these with others. Though this podcast is ending, I don't think we'll ever truly quit having these kinds of conversations. To Michael, I have watched you grow over the past year and a half. You have admitted many faults and put forth an honest effort to change them, and for that, I respect you and commend you. You have kept an open mind and have been willing to change, and I can't say that about most people. I love that you seem to be earnestly seeking the truth, and even though that you are... You seem to be taking your precious time. Uh, I admire you for being intellectually honest in your search. If I could pinpoint any area for you to focus your search on, it would be the topic of the resurrection of Christ. The ultimatum Paul gave in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 14 is really true. Quote, if Christ has not been raised, then then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. End quote. So whether or not Christ was raised from the dead is the determining factor in whether or not Christianity is true. I wouldn't be here talking about this if I didn't believe that. I believe that Christ is risen, and because he is risen, our decisions matter and have eternal significance. There is meaning in life, and it can be found in the light of the risen Christ. I hope that one day you will come to the same conclusion. And David... You're wrong. Get out of my house. You're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> you just this real heartfelt thing to me. You're just like, David, get the fuck out of here. Oh, that would, no, have, no. That would be perfect. But, but in all seriousness, no, I, I appreciate you having these conversations with us. Um, it was once said that the mark of a great mind is someone who can entertain ideas that are not their own. And entertain them you did for over 60 episodes and many, many hours. You went with us to a bunch of churches. You let me put your worldview through the ringer for an entire episode. And most importantly, you were willing to listen even though you disagree with me. And that means a lot. I still think you're wrong, and I pray that one day both of you guys become Christian. But for now, I'll have to settle with hoping that I put a few rocks in your shoes. That's all I have for you guys. Thank you. I, I, like I think we're all over here, like a little emotional. I know like, we've been doing this for so to, long. It's about the end. We just pour out <laughs> our hearts. Like 
Got a little, got a little, te- uh, a gangster tear with a little tear pulling out. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's just the pollen, just the pollen. It's just the pollen. Someone's cutting onions in this house, man. I do have onions, but I haven't cut them. Anyway, um, well, I think that's, I think that's about it. Let's, what are, what are our final takeaways and closing remarks for the show? I know we, this might be a redundant question at this point, but, um, this is our time to give our final thoughts on the entire show. So what are they, guys? What do you think? Well, I'll be honest. The only thing I've wrote down is, fuck, man, I don't know. But <laughs> hear me out. Stay open-minded. Stay intellectually driven. Uh, always, always have that thirst and that seeking for knowledge. Again, the mark of a great mind is being able to entertain other people ideas and worldviews that you don't agree or you don't personally partake in. I think that is a very great thing to bring up because we've all three done that. And it's through this podcast, hopefully you guys out there, whoever you may be listening, can have your own little mini face in the gates conversations. And it's through things like this that we can bridge the gaps that we have in modern times. Because it doesn't matter white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Martian, it it doesn't matter. No matter what your worldview is, your religion, we're all human at the end of the day. We're all on this rock trying to figure our ways out. And it's better if we can converse openly, clearly, and be listened to. And I think that's kind of what I want to leave this off on. Just stay open-minded and listen to other people and be willing to converse and show everyone love and grace that we were shown throughout this whole show and welcome people in with open arms and hear them out. David. Yeah. I mean, only thing I can add is something I've been kind of for past two episodes been kind of repeating. We're all more like than we, than people want us to think we are. And once you have those conversations, you either learn that or it gets kind of reiterated, more detailed. And because, I mean, we're in this world together. Why fight and try to kill each other when we can be more peaceful and be kind of more proper in that sense? Well, I think this podcast has definitely been a snapshot in time for all of us. I think we're changing at such a rapid rate that we're definitely not the people we were when we began this show. And I think that's a good thing because no one should be content staying the same. You either grow or you stagnate. And the end of this podcast marks the end of an era in our lives. From here on out, we will continue to learn, listen, and grow. And I hope we've given people some things to think about, and I hope that people will have these conversations themselves. That's the only way we can move forward, and in that regard, the spirit of this show will live on. From whence one flower falls, another shall grow. There you go. For people at home wondering, um, you know, we've talked about hopefully what's next and what we're going to be doing in our lives, but... um. Usually this is the part of the episode where I plug our social medias and our contact information and all that. Um, Our social media at Facing the Gates on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, they will still exist. Um, But after next week, when we make our final social posts, they 
will not nothing will be posted to them anymore um so you know it'll still be there if you'd like to follow us but we're not going to be posting um if you have any comments questions or concerns you know even if you're listening to this a year from now um you can still email us at facingthegatespod at gmail.com. That's still going to be a contact source that is available. But obviously, um, we're not going to be doing the show anymore after this episode. And uh, that's it. You guys got yeah. anything else? Uh, and you guys can still rate us five stars. Yes, of uh, course. Maybe we'll get retroactively also... famous. And like, you can still send questions or ask questions in the comments. Yeah. It might, we might not check this every, every week, every two weeks, every month. We might not, but there's still that chance that we will, you know, reach out and throw an answer your way. You never know. But, yeah. uh, really we're none of us are on social media much. And hopefully we've given you the tools, especially in these past couple episodes to, kind of carry the flag and continue what we started. Yeah. And if we can help one person do it, I think we've done what we wanted to. Definitely. Well, I don't have anything else. I'm about to give the last line. You guys got any final, final, final comments or, uh, you ready to end it out? I, my, my mind is blank because as I said, for the last point, I just typed out final takes. Anyways, man, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> so that whole... Michael's motto. Yeah. Yeah, the whole diatribe was... Wouldn't expect anything like, less. Anything yeah. less. Uh, yeah, man, just... Keep learning, keep growing. Like, I know we hit that every, every episode, but, like, seriously, that's the beauty of this. And appreciate what you have while you're doing it. Because eventually it all has to end, and it's beautiful when it ends, but it's just the start of another chapter. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Well. You guys ready to close this page and start the new chapter? I think so. David think is so dabbing. Um, <laughs> wish that he weren't. I was, this really makes this less sentimental, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Got me. Um, but, yeah. All well, you guys. Yeah, well, I would say as our concluding line here, thank you for listening. Memento Mori. And until we see one another as we are facing the gates, adieu.